many years ago. This candle blessed our family with a miracle. Our house, our casita, came to life with magic. Hola, casita. Time, every member of our family Cecilia, up top! was given their own magical gift. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I understand you. I'm not super strong like Luisa. The donkey's got out again. On it! Or effortlessly perfect like Senorita Perfecta Isabella. But Mama, why am I the only one that didn't get a gift? You're just as special as anyone else in this family. You just healed my hand with an arepa con queso. Casita? What's going on? The magic is in danger. We gotta get out of here! We must protect our home. We must protect our family. This is my chance. I will save the magic. Wait, how do I save the magic? The fate of the family is gonna come down to you. I can't do this. Let me help you. The rats told me everything. Don't eat those. Even in our darkest moments, there's light where you least expect it. But at least I'll have a friend. Nope, you flew away immediately. Quitter! <laughs> Welcome back to the Santa Mina World Podcast. My name is Josie Melendez, and today I will be taking over. I'm joined by some lovely guests today to review one of the most delightful films of the year, Disney's Encanto. So... Today, we actually have a recurring guest, Rosa Parra. Como estamos? Hola. <laughs> I am doing great. How are y'all doing? We are doing great. And that is a perfect segue to introduce a first-time guest on the Cinemania World podcast, Aiko Hilkinger. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, this is very exciting because we are going to be talking about Encanto. So we have some, not to be cringe, but we have some Latina power here today. Um, you know, Rosa with Latinx Lens. Aiko now with Behold Cinema and writing for Remezcla. And then, of course, film posers and all that jazz. We've got some very exciting, a very exciting team here today. Yes, that's amazing. I don't think that's cringe. I think that's fucking badass. I'm sorry, am I a little curse here? <laughs> but I think the best way to start this off is, of course, general reactions. Each of us, um, it's been a week for the both of us since we last saw it. And for you, it's been three weeks. But of course, there are some lingering feelings and some very some impressions that just stay with you about this film because I think it's one that sits with you with, for a while. It's not an easily forgettable film. So I think we can start with you, Rosa. Like, well, general feelings about the film, general, like, first reactions that you can recall. Mm -hmm. Just, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, of course. Um, yes, it's been a little while since since I uh, last watched the movie, but I think since the soundtrack came out, it's been uh, it's been bringing back a lot of more memories, uh, beautiful ones, of course. Uh, but you know what? Yeah, I, I in, like instant reaction was just like, wow, this is so beautiful. Visually speaking, it's so vibrant. It's so colorful. Uh, it's majestic. And then um, on top of that, I I was quite big and, and quite fond of the music, uh, particularly. I, I know a lot of people have different favorite uh, songs in this film. For me, it, it's the Carlos Vives songs, uh, the, the main one that's just been stuck in my uh, in my brain, just replay and replay. It just gets... I mean, Carlos Vives is the perfect exactly. ear one to have. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yes and yeah I, I think that too uh growing up in, in 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 our culture and I mean I grew up listening to a lot of his music and and I knowing uh the significance he has within uh the Latino culture and the music industry for us of course it, it makes it a bit more meaningful more significant uh, to have him um be part of this movie and that's why I think that's why the song uh, resonates a little bit more with me of course, la, las otras canciones too. They're 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 all good. They're all catchy, and um, not not needless to say, there's a few that that do activate the tear ducts. And I mean, overall, yeah. I had a good time. Um, I had a good time with it. I, I I very much liked it a lot. I was initially when I walked out of the film screen, I was like, oh my god. I think this is my favorite animated film of 2021 and I had to think it through for hours porque uh, believe it or not I, I still have Mitchell's versus the machines up there and eventually <laughs> after it is it is it is <laughs> 2022 <laughs> <laughs> yes but after sitting really in it, like uh -huh. It's not, so neck to neck. It's yeah. annoying because yes. I'm like, my campaign for Mitchell's started early this year. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God, Encanto's actually going to be the other film that it's going to go up against. And I'm so sad because I love them both so much. But it yeah. also makes me happy because I'm just glad that, like, in general thoughts, I think we can all agree that I we're glad that it is good because yes. I think that was the biggest fear because dealing with latino culture it is very it just we we get scared yeah. because especially in this case where not a lot of colombians were involved behind the scenes so it was nice to see like like with carlos vives clearly that was an impact and being able to include these people do, that do have some significance um whether it was through the acting or through the music um it, it has some connection yeah mm -hmm. they try to add a yeah. lot of connection especially in the visuals with the food and the colors of the flag included everywhere. Um, I think our biggest critique was that this film could have been set anywhere. It didn't have to necessarily be Colombia because the country wasn't tied into the story specifically. And they didn't go into too much detail when it came to the political aspect of it during the climax. But it was still nice to see how at least they portrayed it well. Like one thing we were talking about earlier um prepping for this was about how the setting actually did look like colombia like yeah. you could tell that they did visit it they did take into consideration every single detail mm -hmm. and also just the dancing was one of my favorite like th i think the thing that impacted me the most was the dancing because to see characters moving that way because rigging animation is so freaking hard and the way that it looks so fluid 
and so detailed. Like the way, I, I, like you know, the way the hips swing. I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, it's a Latino. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. Very, very, very true. And I mean, if you if, if we're out in, in the topic of of animation and all that, I mean, representation in terms of the various skin tones and the hair, uh, the colors, the styles, the textures. Oh my god. I cried. I just seen it. Yeah. Uh, not not even the story ni ni las canciones. Just visually seeing that diversity on screen, man, so impactful. Especially because um, that's how my family looks like. Yes. We have such a big variety and such a big diversity. Especially just on my mom's side. Just on my mom's side. That's how that's how my family looks. So I think it speaks a lot to like how a lot of our different families look like, because. There's just so much within Latino culture, so that's why it's, it becomes so hard to put us in a box when it comes to representation, because we look in so many different ways, we speak in so many different ways, we move in so many different ways. And I think that's what was also delightful about the gifts that many of the people receive, because the way we move through society as Latinos, also the way we support our community um, varies. So it's nice to see how the gifts were portrayed that way how your gift is used to help the community but also how sometimes we give too much of ourselves to our community yeah definitely it was it was just very beautiful to see um everybody being a different version of what latinidad means you know and also how they came together as a family, just this beautifully diverse group of people that um, really cared. Like you could tell they cared and you could tell that they wanted um, there to be enough representation for every, every, every like skin color, every uh, body type, every like thing that makes us unique and different as like Latinos. Yeah. I think one thing I really wanted to get into as well is now that we touched on it a little bit is the music, of course. Um, I remember that the first time I was watching it, I felt the music at times put a pause on the story. But then the second time, once I knew where everything was going, it was easier for me to vibe with it. So I don't know, like, what were your feelings when it came to listening to the songs and going through the story and the motions of it all? me (laughs) or or anyone (laughs) um to be honest the music was I liked it uh I enjoyed it I don't think it 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 necessarily took me out of of the movie or out of the story or nor did it distracted me um as I'm seeing a lot of comments on 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 the music and and how it isn't it's perhaps to many people it's weakest uh link uh to me I, I didn't and I maybe it's because I've only seen the film once and and that's just my initial reaction to it I'll be revisiting it pretty soon um and, and, and that way I'll probably be able to uh, elaborate more on it or, or see if my feelings change at all. But initially, I mean, to me, the music is great because uh, you do have a variety of songs and, and, and styles in here. And um, 
I don't know. Uh, to me, it, I have no issue with the music at all. Um, so I don't know. I guess I'm in the minority uh, <laughs> compared to other people. But no, to me, to me, it was great. It was perfect. I love the music. I'm just going to say it straight up. I think, I think it just made sense. You know, I came into this blind. I didn't really... I, honestly forgot that there was music for a little bit um and then when we when I watched it it just kind of made sense you know it was another part that made the film feel alive right like it it just sounded so much like the music that we have in Colombia that it just it just lifted everything up to like another level um I don't think that it was distracting I think that it added at times um a lot more than I think um the story could add um I wish that there were more in terms of like story as well as music you know like it felt there could have been more on either side but like from a very general perspective I thought that the music was great um those oruguitas wrecked me (laughs) mind body and soul um the Spanish and the English version are both just incredibly sad and also the most beautiful heartwarming thing I've ever heard and I do hope they win that Oscar for it because it's just heartbreaking um and then also like Luisa's song um is my favorite by far like I'm so sorry so we don't talk about Bruno, but uh, <laughs> as like the eldest daughter, I related to that so hard and it just, I keep thinking about it and I keep like mumbling it and I just, it hurt. Like it res- resonated with me so deeply that I think that it just stood out immediately. Um, but yeah, overall, I think the music was really fun. Uh, it had a lot to do with like the way that it sounded and also how it uh made the story move in a way that um was exciting and fun you know yeah i think also part of me was just so overly critical since lynn was the one handling this and i was like (laughs) yes i was scared that i would be too biased because i like lynn um and this household i like what he does but there were moments when there's sometimes when I worry that he's becoming a one-trick pony because what he does works no matter how he repackages it. And I feel like sometimes these studios know it. Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, when I saw Surface Pressure, it felt a lot like Gabby's song in Vivo. But then mm-hmm. when I heard it again, um, while there is an interesting aspect where he is playing with sounds, they are totally different. Mm-hmm. And of course, surface pressure is much deeper. And when I heard when I heard that song, I was like, "Lynn, are you okay? Do we need to chat? Do you need a hug?" <laughs> Especially that one line where it's like, um, "If if what is my like what is my purpose? What is my purpose if I'm not of service?" And I'm like, "Lynn, is your love language acts of service, Lynn? <laughs> what happened?" <laughs> But yeah, the second time revisiting the film, it definitely, I vibed with it a little bit more because um, I think the thing for me with the songs is that when I felt that pause, it was mostly because we were getting that character work. And I do like that we were able, because there are so many characters in this film and you know every single one and you know what they want and you know what they need. And even the minor ones, even though their wants and needs aren't as important as, for example, Mirabel's, you still understand them and when they're coming from. So I really like that aspect 
of the film when it comes to Disney in general, because we don't always get to understand every single person we see on the screen. Yeah, it makes you care. I think that was the thing that stood out to me the most. Like, even though their parts were small, it, they, you care about them as people and as a family and you're invested and you want to go on this journey with them. You want to figure out what's happening and why it's happening. Um, and like, it's, it's so strong all the way throughout from the start to end. And I just think that it's just beautiful. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. I, I agree with, with the both of you um, in, in terms of the music and everything. Yeah. I, I think uh, poor Lynn, uh, I, I think he's just, just <laughs> has, he just has so much on him. Whenever his name is attached to a project, I, I think we just automatically um, overly, we just put so much uh, expectations on that Pressure. film. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I know, I mean, I get where it's coming from. I mean, after all, he did do Hamilton. Um, but I, I, I understand why. I think when was, it? I think it was earlier today. I don't remember. I was uh, reading, I was scrolling to Twitter per usual, I know. <laughs> and yeah, I, I think I read a tweet saying that he needs to take a break because between the um, Vivo and this, he he's oh, yeah. just not not producing and the enough. Too, tick tick boom. That was all this year. Exactly. Listen, listen. I think uh, wow. this episode is quickly turning into a small segment where we're gonna say, uh, "Lemonwell, get your pigot." <laughs> if he doesn't get something this oh, yeah. year, I don't know. Like, how, how can you have so many projects and not get anything? I'm sorry, Beyonce. <laughs> Please let him have the original song. <laughs> just one thing, Beyonce. Just let him have that one thing. <laughs> Although, oh man, I hope he does win it because I, I don't know, man. That damn Billie Eilish is looking kind of strong. <laughs> oh God, Billie Eilish, Beyonce, and him. Let's go. Let's tussle. <laughs> but going let, back, may you throw that. in their Jay Z, Yavalimos. <laughs> oh they're gonna throw hands in the parking lot. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but going back to Encanto, I yeah. think uh, one thing we can touch about is um, how do we feel about the story? Because I think the most impactful thing is that this is, if I'm not mistaken, this is the first time we see a film um, and a Disney animated film where it's primordially uh, one location and there is no antagonist. Like everything is an internal fight. Okay. I've thought about this. <laughs> I've thought about this because I was like, it's giving Frozen 2. It's giving Frozen 2 in the sense that, like, uh, there isn't necessarily a villain. It's just kind of this issue that they have to figure out why it's happening and how they can stop it in order to kind of, like, be safe and move on and, like, fix everything, right? And I feel like the reason why uh, Frozen 2 did not work as strongly for me was because there wasn't this, like, I feel like there wasn't this, like, overarching connection between me and the characters like I cared about them I cared about why they were doing the things that they were doing but it felt very like investigation-y rather than like getting to know a family with Encanto and like getting to know these people and figuring out why this thing is happening to these people rather than that like why it's happening to this like country or like land I guess so to me it really worked because while it is a look inward and it is like a, a journey inward uh it is also a journey um about family and how we fit into our family 
and how uh, the things from the past can come back to haunt us, even though we don't like necessarily, even though we feel like we've moved on, you know? Um, so to me, the story really worked. I I feel like I would have loved more time with the side characters, though, because I am obsessed with all of them. I think that the family members really stand out um, and like they deserved more time. But other than that, I think that they do a really good job at balancing um, the protagonist and why the protagonist is the one that needs to, quote unquote, fix everything. Um, And also how her relationship with everybody else is kind of like the catalyst uh, of how they're going to fix it and how they're going to move on and how they're going to like come back together as a family to like rebuild, right? It's funny that that you ask that question about the antagonist because I, as of late, I've been noticing that a lot of films are slightly swaying towards that uh, that area where you don't have an, an an antagonist like a black and white type of narrative, and those films tend to be getting a lot of mixed reviews because of that. Um, and I think in this case. I, I personally don't mind it. I, I I personally don't mind seeing a movie where you don't have a, a true villain or a, a true um, antagonist. Um, and it, it pretty much it's an internal struggle, a self-acceptance kind of battle that, that's going on here and dealing in all these familial dynamics that, that you have to deal with. And not not every and not all the families are perfect. And, and that's going to be the main issue there when, when you do have these different of opinions with either uh, your, your your elders and that generational gap and and, and so on and so forth Th- those I personally do not mind uh, watching movies like that but unfortunately I'm noticing a lot that movies that do tend to be uh, directed that way tend to get a lot of mixed reviews because I guess it's not your typical uh, storytelling that you were so accustomed to watching so I I wouldn't be surprised if it gets mixed um, reviews because of that but me personally I don't mind it at all yeah I really liked it especially I'm glad that so far the reactions have been very positive I remember when the first reaction started coming out where I still hadn't seen the film it got me excited because I was, I don't know, there comes a point where in film Twitter, you're like, oh, people are going to hate this thing that I am anticipating. And then you're going to be sad because <laughs> you're like, well, I'll watch it because <laughs> I want to. But now I'm concerned yeah. that it won't meet my expectations. And mm-hmm. luckily, um, if you are anticipating Encanto, I think I can say with a lot of reassurance that you are going to be okay. And you will probably get a really good time out of it because it is such a delightful film that just despite you know it's in, it's set in Colombia it revolves a Latino family but you can it, it's it's about family values and um I do like that it's universal but I also do like that it is specific because there's like this isn't a spoiler but I'm just gonna say miércoles <laughs> yes only two people at that screening laughing like it was laugh crying almost and I just cannot even deal with how funny that was it's that it was one of those moments where i heard that just the word miércoles and i knew that i was safe i knew yeah. that someone out there got me mm-hmm, and i mm-hmm. got them and we had a moment yep. and it was beautiful 
Yes, it's those little details, and I guess I'm quoting uh, Abuela Claudia here. That that makes you that lets you know that you're oh, not God. invisible. Yeah, that we exist. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just such. Also, I think the one that really like deeply spoke to me was when, um, like again, not a spoiler. Something happens to Mirabel's dad. Like he gets stung by bees, and he well, he's allergic, <laughs> and. Twice. Mirabel's mom just turns around and she just goes, ay Agustin and I'm like, yes because <laughs> that's such a reaction that like you hear your mom go yeah. like, ay Dios mío mm-hmm. or like your grandma, like that is an instant reaction that with, comes from the deepest parts of our souls mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I saw Julieta do that and I was like, that is me that is me on the screen right now in essence <laughs> so there are just so many aspects of this film that I really do hope people enjoy because I think it's just able to capture us in different lights and in those little details, as you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, for, for it to be a Disney's 60th animated film, I think it's a triumph. To me, it worked perfectly. Yeah. And as of right now, it is my favorite animated movie of 2021 by a slight margin. And when I mean a slight <laughs> margin, I mean like, the thinness of a goddamn hair um mm, so yeah. it, it's it, it's relatively close but ahorita it, it, it's ahead and i think it's because of carlos vives but we'll leave it at that <laughs> it's it's not a bad reason it's a great reason to have <laughs> Mitchell doesn't have carlos vives so i get it yeah or maluma or maluma right and I think the la- yeah. Speaking of Maluma, I think the last thing we can talk about is characters because there are so many diverse characters as we touched upon. So, what were your favorite characters, Rosa? I think the one um, my favorite because I guess I secretly identify with her wholeheartedly um, is Dolores. <laughs> yes, oh, yes. That's the the Latina embodiment right there. Um, yeah, yeah. cheese yeah. yearning. Mm-hmm. That's me. <laughs> exactly. I was like, yes, this is, yeah, I feel seen. <laughs> and, and it wasn't necessarily in a bad way, which I appreciated también. Um, I think she was easily one of the standouts to me. But again, oh, she was delightful. Yeah, 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 yeah on, on, on a personal level. But you know what? I, I liked a lot of them. I, I, I liked, oh my God, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. Uh, but the little boy that... Um, Antonio? Huh? Antonio. Amor de yes. Antonio. I will protect him until the day that I die. And when I die, my ghost will continue protecting him. Yes. So adorable. I was like, oh my God. And then I, I think for an instant too, we get a, a little glimpse of, of little or baby or infant Mirabel. Oh. I just melted oh when I saw God. that. <laughs> Baby Mirabe was so cute. So gorgeous. Yes. So gorgeous. Yeah, and the animation and just when she touches the door and then you hear the music and all the little lights and the candles and of course the dos oruguita sequence <laughs> murdered me. me. It was we're too not- late for this. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to get into it, but it was just so beautifully animated oh. and just the details and also like the water and everything in this film just the grass the way the hair moves the way the hair moves it feels alive everything alive in this film and like you just want to reach out and touch the screen yeah but for you Aiko um your favorite characters so we've already talked about Antonio mi bebe I love him I think he was by far the cutest thing I've ever seen in my entire life um I loved him. I thought he was amazing. He was so cute. Um, but I think 
still the character that I personally relate to and love more than anything is Luisa. I still don't know if I want to be her or be with her. <laughs> I think it's a mix of the both. Um, but I love her. I think that her journey and her struggle kind of connected on another level with me because we're both like the eldest daughters <laughs> in a Latino family. Um, but yeah, I'm obsessed. I loved her so much. I don't know if I can talk about um <laughs> but uh Pedro was fantastic uh every time that they mentioned his name I went Pascal um in that theater. Okay. and <laughs> it's not people were so annoyed it's not a spoiler but Mirabel's grandfather is named Pedro so of course whenever they said Pedro on the screen both of us just went Pascal <laughs> delightful we are sensitive. <laughs> but I guess then for me, I really like Dolores as well. Mm-hmm. I could relate to the yearning. I, <sighs> I love her. Um, and Luisa. I just really love Luisa. And surprisingly, you know who I've been loving more and more as um, Camilo. Yes, I loved Camilo. Camilo. Thank you for reminding You're me. You're very welcome. <laughs> I loved Camilo. I just really loved his um, his power He's and like his gift. But also just... Um, this is just me because I'm pretty sure like it wasn't an intentional thing, but it was nice to see that kind of added layer of non-binary through mm-hmm. his character. I yeah. think it's a really nice representation that some people can look into because it wasn't question at all. It was just mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's how it is. He can shapeshift into whatever he wants and that's mm-hmm. cool. And then um, one of the characters I've been liking more and more as I listen to the music is Isabella. I did. I wasn't as fond yeah. of her as first because, of course, it was like Mirabella. I was like, oh, she's she's too perfect, blah, blah. But then the more I listened to her song, I'm like, wait, like, there is a, a lot of depth to this, mm-hmm. the same that with Luisa. Because with Luisa, you feel it a little bit faster. But with hers, because um, at first it's like, oh, you're bothered for being considered perfect. But then, like, the lyrics, like, so, uh, there's so much hidden yeah. behind my smile that not mm-hmm. everyone sees. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's also something that we can relate to a lot. Because in our culture, we're just taught to repress so much. And, like, her aspect is not letting people see uh, the cracks beneath the surface. So that was also something that I've started to appreciate more from her character. Yeah, I agree. And I just want to be Julieta. I just want to walk around with flowers coming out of my pockets and make people feel better with my food. <laughs> yep. Oh, yes. I would love that. I- what would your power be? What do you want? Man. I I wouldn't <laughs> mind that. Like, curing people with food. But the thing is que no sé cocinar. So... <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> um, I don't know how to cook. Uh, sorry. Uh, um, so I don't know if, if that I'd be like poisoning people with the food or <laughs> trying to cure them with, with it as well. Um, but I don't know. That, that was an interesting one that, that I did enjoy and like a lot. I also did like Bruno, although I'm not allowed to talk about him. Um, but yeah, 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 we're not allowed to talk about him, but I liked him. <laughs> Honestly, I think I can't think of a power that I would have. Probably something with tarot, so something along the lines of Bruno. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want something to do with tarot, like something with prophecies or along those lines. But 
I think that out of the characters that are in the film, one that I could relate to so much was uh, Tia Pepa. <gasps> Tia Pepa! I loved her. With that cloud. I'm like, yes. <laughs> La nube negra follows you everywhere. What was it that she said? Uh, clear skies, clear skies. Clear skies. Clear skies. She did that and I was like, yes, yep. relatable. Mm-hmm. Now each time I'm like feeling stressed, I just rub like, my face skies. and I'm like, clear skies, clear skies. Clear skies. <laughs> Oh, that's oh, awesome. This movie makes me so happy, and I'm so glad that we liked it. I really thought we were gonna go like, because at first we were scared going into this oh, film yeah. that a lot of the aspects, as I mentioned at the beginning, we've gotten so many different takes into our cultures, and this one was so specific that when you try to go so specific, you get even more scared in a way. Like I am with West Side Story, cough, oh, yeah. cough. Mm. <laughs> I think that, like, for me, at least, I've had this, like, weird dark cloud following me ever since they announced this film because it was so specific uh, for the people that don't know me. I am Colombian. I was born and raised. So this film was, like, it was the thing. It's the thing that's been following me around for, like, a year and a half. Um, and while I do think that it has a lot of flaws in regards to the way that they chose to represent my country and the way that they chose to go about the production of this film in particular. I think that they did a really good job in the terms of being, I guess, respectful in a weird way of like making sure that um, we could see the things that make Colombia stand out and we could see the things that make Colombia beautiful and uh, country that's like you know alive right I'm glad that they did this film I'm glad that I can now be like oh yeah I'm Colombian for like from Encanto and and not have to talk about like narcos or some stupid thing like that (laughs) um but I am also kind of it's it's a very weird like letdown in ways because I don't feel like the movie feels Colombian like, it's, it's this weird disconnect between me and uh, what goes down because, like we mentioned before, the film could be literally set anywhere else and the story would not change. Like, nothing would be different in terms of, like, character and struggle, right? It feels like Columbia was an afterthought um, that just kind of came about because they wanted to set a film in Latin America, right? But I am also glad that they said it there. I can I can see that it looks very authentic and I can see that it looks like my country, right? I just kind of wish that there was this added bonus of it feeling like it represented me and it represented um, the people that, you know, I know. Yeah, because a good thing I think we can leave off with for Food for Thought is that um, when I was watching this, I did want it to get a little bit political, but of course we're talking about Disney. Yeah. So at least we got a little bit of that in Dos Oruguitas. Yeah. But I also like that we didn't delve into trauma, as mm-hmm. usually follows us around when it comes to our stories. So overall, I did like that while there are some deeply moving moments that are very sad, because this film also deals with how generational trauma can be passed down as well. Mm-hmm not just gifts, but also our burdens. Mm-hmm. Um, it was still such a lovely film. Yeah, I enjoyed that they they broke generational 
curses and generational trauma. I think that's what makes this movie so interesting. Like I told my mom when I came, when we came out of the theater, like we're going to watch this with grandma and we're going to do a weird ass therapy session with this film. Since you guys don't want to do family therapy, we're going to do Encanto family therapy and we're going to watch this film and be like, how can we, how can we do better? How can we like rebuild after watching this film? And how can we like open new lines of communication between us as like people, right? Because it was a thing of like, we're, we're raised to be of service to other people. We're raised to want to help our family more than we want to help ourselves, like to our detriment too. So I feel like this film is great as a conversation starter in every front from like representation to diversity to like, we were talking about like trauma, uh, how we look at ourselves and how we, how we see our place in our families um, what our role in our families is and uh, what we are with and or without our families, right? So I think that Disney did a really good job at doing that, at starting those conversations and at getting us to kind of like acknowledge and talk through the things that uh, we live with on a daily basis. Yeah. Any last words, Rosa? Um. Not that I can think of. I, I think that was just beautifully said and, and very well um, described because, yes, Disney does dive in, into all those topics and the, the way they decide to handle it. It's just very, again, for us, well, for me, I, I don't want to speak for everybody. For somebody, if someone like myself who is raised in a very much family-oriented um, environment and, and we are taught uh, to, to serve one another and, and to be there for each other regardless of our differences, this one in this sense um yeah it's very uh, there's a reason why uh, Coco is like my favorite Pixar film because Coco does exactly that um although I, I do understand um when when the uh, it's addressed about the Encanto not necessarily being specific uh for Colombian unlike Coco that I do feel is very much Mexican um for yeah, for for yeah. other reasons so so in yeah. that sense I I understand where where that um criticism is coming from although I am very well aware I, I am in no position to to agree nor disagree um about that because I I'm not Colombian so yeah, no, no, no last thoughts. Uh, I really, really highly recommend watching this movie. And um, if, if you are going to be writing a review for it, make sure you're spelling the country correctly. And that's it. Amen. Oh, that is the perfect way to end this review. It is <laughs> Colombia with an O, not a U. Thank you. One is a country, <laughs> one is a university. <laughs> <laughs> wow. no honestly we're not trying to be petty i just think it's very important that we do get this right because if you continue to misspell the name of the country it... dude we even have merch if you go yeah. to like colombia <laughs> we have merch in in airports that say it's colombia not colombia um so do us a favor and please 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 be mindful that it's c-o-l not c no c-o-l-u c-o-l-u <laughs> see even i am getting it incorrectly <laughs> But that is a perfect way to end off this review. This is great. And clearly, please go watch it. Go watch Encanto. Go watch it. It's in theaters right now. It's the perfect Thanksgiving thing to do. It's like, just get the family together. Go watch a movie. Go cry. (laughs) Go cry because of the fucking short. (laughs) Yes, the short beforehand is very sad. Um, We're warning you right now. It's very, very, very sad. But to close this off, let's go with a lovely round of self-promo. Where can people find you? Starting with Rosa. Yes, I am on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at Rosa's Reviews. 
And you can also find Latinx Lens wherever you listen to your podcast. Am I right? <laughs> I, I wasn't aware how long of a promotion I can do. I can sit here all day. Yes, yes, you can find. I'm hosting. Take the time you need. <laughs> yes, yes. Go follow Latinx Lens. Also, we're on every social media platform and every podcasting platform. And yeah, just visit our website as well, um, latinxlens.com. Absolutely. And check out the recent interview with Jorge Gutierrez for, you know, Maya and the Three. (laughs) Yes. Go watch Maya and the Three. Go listen to her review, then follow it up with that interview, which I'm still pinching myself that that even happened in the first place. You did that. You did that because you deserve it. And and Kat, too. (laughs) Y'all are killing the game. (laughs) And I, yes. No, no, really. Like, all praise. (laughs) And Daiko, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me anywhere at Ico H Rates. You can also find uh, Behold Cinema on Twitter and Instagram at Behold Cinema underscore. And I think that's it. I don't think I have anywhere else to be and or that I'm not at. <laughs> and you can find me at the Josie Marie on Twitter and Letterboxd. You can also find Film Posers at Film Posers on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. You can also, of course, make sure to follow Cinemania World at Cinemania World on social media and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast fix. Until next time, this has been our Encanto review. And remember not to talk about Bruno. <laughs> Bye. Ciao.